You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. I'm not going to downplay this as if it's not a big deal because there's so many levels to this. And the thing today is that Jalen Carter this morning at 1030 and literally, you know, I was talking to a buddy earlier today at, you know, 10 o'clock and he's like, yeah, Jalen's going to speak today. And we were talking about his. And then I said, Carl, then if ironically he would be available for the Falcons to draft, you might say this thing is way too hot to handle. And this is something that I mentioned Danny Heatley. You know, Danny Heatley uh, was involved driving a car and his teammate Daniel Snyder got killed. Eventually he had to leave Atlanta. It was just, it was untenable. So it's going to be really strange to see where this goes, how the NFL reacts. But right now, every NFL team, the league itself, will be in Athens trying to gather more information on this. This is Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yeah, it's been that kind of day. Uh, and we hope you are having a great day. It's, it's one of those days where you go, okay, things have been going so well for the dogs. And they have. You can't take away the championships or anything like that. It's just, it's more Mm. stuff to deal with. Mm -hmm. And for Kirby Smart, he put out a statement today. Uh, Jalen Carter has put out a statement. And, you know, we always want to find out the latest. And we have a guy that we trust, and certainly you should as well, and and Connor Riley, who works for Dog Nation. Connor, we've been talking about this a lot. Um, This is a huge story. I don't know if it affects his draft status. A lot of people are telling me within the NFL, it may, it may not. If there's a team that loves him, they're going to draft him. It doesn't matter. Mm. Um, these are two misdemeanors. But I want you to tell me, what do you make of us finding out, I think for the first time, and I say us as in the, the general public, that there is somebody in the program that handles these situation situations when guys get in trouble. And this gentleman was there on the scene. We didn't know that initially, and we had no idea about it. What do you make of that part of this story with Jalen Carter outside of the obvious? Yeah, I mean, you're referring to Brian Gant. I uh, I'm blanking on his, his technical title uh, at the mm. moment. I believe it's director of player relations or something along the lines of that. Uh, you know, it's not the first time he's dealt with, obviously, you know, not something of this magnitude, but, you know, as someone who follows the program as their, their job, you know, it, it, it's not uncommon for him to be in situations like this in the past. They've been told, you know, call Gant in case something like this. Obviously, again, you know, something so horrific like this isn't a normal occurrence but you know traffic stops etc uh you know it just again this is a story that is just gonna keep going and Mm -hmm. it was awful on the morning of january 15th and on the morning of march 1st it's still awful uh you know again i know everyone wants to talk about jalen carter and look at it through the football lens and what it means for his draft stock and how far could he fall could he be a falcon etc Devin Warwick and Chandler LaCroix are still dead. And in that same statement, you know, it, mm. it came out that LaCroix had a blood alcohol content of 0.197. Um, far, like, just nowhere should be nowhere near the, the wheel of a car. And, you know, a, again, you know, 
I, I think uh, my buddy Jordan Hill writes for Dogs247 at a very uh, – very good uh, a column on this. And I think as well, you know, Nolan Smith talked about it today. I'm sure you've seen, he got emotional speaking about Devin, uh, you know, as much as we sit here and want to talk about, you know, the ramifications for Georgia and what this means and whatnot, you know, yesterday would have been Devin Willis' 21st birthday. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, and Nolan Smith himself, you saw it, he got emotional at, at the combine today. I uh, still greatly miss Devin. And this is just another layer to an incredibly sad story that Georgia is, ultimately at some point going to have to answer for and provide more answers in addition to what we already know about this story and the situation. Right, guys, as we said earlier, don't kill the messenger, whether it's us or Connor Riley from uh, Dog Nation. I just think this is the kind of story that, you know, the national media will just get, uh, not necessarily a frenzy, but they'll get, they'll sink their teeth into this and the relationship, you know, whatever, why is, why is someone from the athletic department getting called in that? We all know why there is a, every, almost every program has this guy, but what, what exactly is the length of the involvement at, Athens Clark. We were talking earlier, uh, Connor, not to be glib, but it seemed like under the Mark Rick years, a Georgia player couldn't spit on the sidewalk without getting arrested in Athens. And now people will say it swung the other way, some would say. Yeah, I, I mean, it's certainly noteworthy that this arrest warrant is issued 30 minutes before he's set to speak in front of media and at the podium. Uh, I mean, and I know obviously there was the AJC report that came out this morning sort of detailing his involvement and in, in being in and around the, the, the crash scene there that night. Uh, it, it's all a little very curious to me, the timing of all this and when all of this comes out, the fact that the arrest warrant is issued at the same time that LaCroix's blood alcohol content is released. It's all, you know, very interesting. It leads you to ask some hard questions of Georgia in terms of, you know, what do they, what further do they know? What role did they have in this investigation? You know, they said that they will allow the investigation, they will cooperate with it and allow it to be completed. It seems like that is now done. I know the statement they said it goes on to the Solicitor General and we'll see where this goes from here. But look, we, you know, Kirby Smart, he's issued, I think, two statements on this. We, we heard briefly from Josh Brooks on this. The fact of the matter is Georgia hasn't really answered a lot of questions on this in terms of the, in terms of what changes, in terms of what happened, in terms of the impact of this and where it goes from here. At some point, maybe they sit down and do it and provide some answers out there. I'm skeptical of that, just given and covering this program and knowing how they choose to operate, that we'll ever get, you know, that transparency to sort of see, you know, why things have happened, what happened that night, and what is going to be done to prevent something horrific like this from happening once again. There were other incidents that I don't think many dog fans were privy to, and why would they be? But we find out that, you know, uh, Jalen Carter had been stopped by Athens police driving 90 and a 45, right? And the judge fined him over $1,000 back last fall. Does he have a racing issue? Does he like to race and drive fast and, and, and live dangerously when it comes to these cars? And I'm asking that, Connor, not to be a jerk, but... You know, you've got these three incidents prior to the one that we are now talking about that had Jalen Carter with traffic incidents with the Athens police. I don't think a lot of dog fans knew that was the case. How do you view that if you're an NFL team and knowing that, hey, I love this talent, but I got to be able to trust him? Yeah, and again, you know, this is an area where, you know, as much as we talk about players and what they do on the field, we don't know them. And we don't pretend to know them. And anyone that, that claims to know or, or really goes to bat for a player, they don't know. They don't know them at all. And, and you know, this Jalen Carter thing, I think, is just a further example of that. 
you know, my understanding is that he had already talked to NFL teams um, prior to the news of his arrest warrant coming out. I am sure that it, when he spoke to NFL teams this morning, that some of them had at least read in the Atlanta Journal Constitution story that, you know, the, the prior arrest that you had just mentioned there. From the understanding that I have, the car that he was driving came to him via an NIL, an NLI deal that he had had. Again, these are all questions that Jalen Carter, you know, again, to these aspects of it. And when it comes to, you know, does he have a racing problem? I don't necessarily know if the public is owed an explanation on that. But to your point, the NFL team does need to know this. And, look, you know, once is, once is an incident, twice is, a, twice is not, you know, it's a repeated event. And so I, I think this is something that he's going to have to answer for. And, look, you know, he's 21 years old. He's not the first 21-year-old to drive recklessly. He's not the first 21-year-old to go 90 and a 45. But when it happens and you're as high-profile as he is and you have what happens to Dan, to Devin Willick and Chandler LaCroix, you're going to have to answer some really hard questions and really look in the mirror and, and face some consequences that most people aren't going, to finish, aren't going to face because most people aren't in those situations and don't stand to have the benefit of coming into generational wealth if you're a top-10 draft pick. It is our man Connor Riley, guys from Dog Nation, talking about the uh, the explosive stuff that was in the AJC today about uh, Jalen Carter and the proximity to the fatal car crash uh, the other after the national championship parade and celebration weekend. What do you think the DA does in Athens, Clark County? By the way, do they clap back? And and I mean, do you think it'll be a difficult situation? Do you think that there's anyone else in a higher power in the state that will say, "Let's get underneath the fingernails of the Georgia football program"? You know, again, with the way this program is run and, and what we've seen from Kirby Smart, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't believe so. Uh, you know, when Kirby first came on in 2016, shortly after that, they changed the open record laws in this state. Um, you know, like Kirby Smart has a relationship with Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp's spoken at the last two national championship parades in Sanford Stadium. Um, you know, is the state going to come down hard on the Georgia football program? I don't believe so. Uh, you know, again, Kirby's going to have to answer for some of this. And, and, you know, he's the guy that runs the program. There's a reason they pay him $10 million. Uh, and, and let's also not forget, you know, as well, Jamon Dumas Johnson was arrested for a racing accident, incident as well that happened, my understanding, very quickly after they got back from Los Angeles right. uh, from the national championship game. And so I do think it's fair to sit there and wonder, you know, is there a racing issue on the Georgia football program? I don't believe so. But at the same point in time, you know, when you're running a program that is so high profile, has so much going on, as, as a head coach, and Curry Smart talks so much about, you know, the love that he has for this job and interacting with them. Well, yes, you are a football coach and you are there to develop them as football players. You're also there to develop them as young men as, young men as well. Well, I mostly believe Kirby Smart is doing a good job there. This kind of stuff can't keep happening, and you can't keep trying to cover it up and turn a blind eye to it. Uh, you know, again, you, the previous mention of Jalen Carter's arrest there, you have the Jumon Dumas Johnson arrest. You can't keep having this sort of stuff come up and then not face some sort of scrutiny and questions about it. And Kirby Smart at some point is going to do that. When that is, we don't know. Uh, you know, practice starts next week, or not next week, but March 14th. Georgia's Pro Day is March 15th. Traditionally, those have been two days when Kirby Smart has spoken. We'll see if he follows through on that. He did not speak during National Signing Day. I don't think that was a coincidence either. So we'll see. But, you know, at some point, Kirby Smart is going to have to provide answers on where things are with regards to the state of his program. When that happens, I have no idea.
Yeah, it's a great point, Connor. I mean, it, you're really laying a lot of stuff out. It's Connor Riley with Dog Nation who joins us, guys, on a weekly basis. Usually, we're talking about, for example, what Keely Ringo would be doing at the Combine. And we still might. I mean, ultimately, it's still about the guys that are going to be there and, and have an opportunity to maybe impress even more so with, with you know, just what's on film, but impress all of these NFL teams. But this story is just so prevalent. And to Connor's point, People want answers. Now, at what point do they get them? I agree with you, Connor. I don't know when, when Kirby speaks, but, you know, um, I'll say this. I do think that he runs a very good program. There's no doubt about that. And it is hard when you have all of these different personalities and different backgrounds coming together. This is what it's about at big-time college football programs. But he does need to speak. And he does need to tell people, here's what we, we try to do. This is what we've been doing. This is what we knew. I think it's important, you know. And here's the other part. These guys, some of these guys are moved on, right? Stetson Bennett is no longer yeah, the quarterback. They're these guys, yeah, they're going to be soon to be professional football yeah, players. Yeah, these guys, right? are, they're, they're yeah. not with Georgia. And I think how much does that play into this where you don't want to go too far because these, these guys don't play for you anymore? I'll point out with Jalen Carter, he declared for the draft Minute like not even before the sun had come up the next morning after the national championship game, and, and so you know how much of him that night, him being a part of the program. You know, Nolan Smith, Nolan Smith stayed out in California to train right after the national championship game, start getting himself ready for the NFL Combine. I know Darnell Washington similarly was not there for the parade that day, and you know again, I'm not going to begrudge a, a teammate, you know, wanting to be there and celebrating in Stanford Stadium to be a part of the, you know, national championship celebration. But, like, you know, Stetson Bennett's public intoxication arrest, Chris Smart shouldn't have to answer to that. Yeah. Stetson Bennett was is no longer part of the program, is 25 years old, and was arrested in Dallas after a night out party. Like, I, I, I don't know, you know, Kirby Smart doesn't have to be their babysitter in that circumstance. And obviously, you know, yes, he does have to answer that. And I think this is an example – look, Kirby Smart does not run a very transparent program. I, I and he doesn't. In my like that, that, he's not judged on the transparency of his program. He's judged on you know winning and losing, and the development of young men, and, and results. That's a great way to put it there, Mike. Uh, but in situations where you're not transparent and you you know very selectively you know try to control the message that comes out, in situations like this, it comes to backfire against you. You have a lot of people asking a lot of questions about Jalen Carter because we don't hear from him and we don't know a whole lot about him as a person. You have questions, again, about what did Kirby know? What did the AD know? And look, they're going to obviously let the investigation finish before commenting and making anything substantial on that as well. But like at a certain point, you have to, I, I do think, to the public, so, hey, we're taking this seriously. And, you know, putting a face to that, I think, does a lot more than just putting out a statement that comes in an email and goes to reporters in that situation. Good point. Great stuff. Connor Riley, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for joining us. Um, and, again, guys, all this has to play out, but Jalen Carter is going to, you know, turn himself in, and uh, he'll go through the process, and we'll see what more information comes out. But this is where we are right now today. Hey, how can people follow your stuff, Connor? Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Riley. We'll have, obviously, a ton of stuff that continues to come from the Carter News, but as well as the Combine stuff today. I mentioned Nolan Smith. I thought he was really great on a number of topics. I've got a story up on that you can read right now. So we'll have a ton of combine stuff and obviously continue to follow the news as it develops. Great cool stuff. 
as we said, and Connor kind of, you know, agreed with us, that it's, you know, Georgia fans, I mean, this is just the beginning. There'll be a lot more stuff reported on this, especially as national sports, you know, ESPNs of the world, other papers get involved in this story. All right, guys, coming up, how did we blow another lead last night? What mm. happened? We'll talk about it coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell. Thanks to Connor Riley who joined us. Very candid stuff from him. Um, and, and here's the, the crazy thing, Mike. You know, I think we all would hope that things continue for Georgia as far as winning on the field and, and all the things that have been going on. But, you know, um, we've said this, and it's kind of crazy, man, over the years. When you start to win and you have some things happen like this, some activity that whether it's perceived negative or you have deaths or whatever, nobody wants that. No, but no program wants that. But um, around it, it be, you start to get this sense of, you know, what's going on there, right? When you start to win and you're winning consistently and you're winning at such a level that Georgia is, and you have these things that, that happen around the program. And, again, it's not the coach's fault. It's not on Kirby. Right. But Kirby is the guy that ultimately has to answer. And that's the, that's the part about this. And that's what Connor Riley was saying about, you know, how he hadn't spoken and he hadn't really said anything about this. At some point he will. And it may be in the next few weeks before spring ball starts because ultimately he's got to focus on that. He's got to start getting this team ready for next season right. and not focusing on guys who are not going to be there like Jalen Carter who are going to move on to the NFL. But you guys have seen this stuff before. And, look, it's not like I'm, I don't want to get it twisted where some are saying that, uh, you know, you want players out there going crazy. But we knew when guys, you know, guys are going to speed. When you're a young guy, the sensation of driving, I know I, I still do get uh, behind the wheel and drop the hammer. You're not supposed to. And certainly not on surface streets. I mean, you shouldn't be doing it anywhere, but let alone on surface streets. But the other thing is, this stuff goes around anywhere Anywhere there's young men in college football. We've seen this stuff. But when it gets to the point where it's concentrated to be these incidents like this is in the time frame going back to last season, and you're winning national championships, as you rise, out come the knives. Yep. So I heard that from uh, Christian Horner last night in Drive to Survive. The Red Bull uh, team director was talking about when you have success, people want to, you know, they got it in for you. But you don't want to give them the ammunition. You know what I mean? And so now you got people, and you know what I mean when we're talking, for guys who aren't catching my drift, you know that the national media loves the narrative, oh, the crazy Southern football factory, run amok, win at all costs. And it's not the way it works. These are incidents, but when you have a number of them, they start to add up. We didn't even ask uh, Connor about the Ra Ra Thomas uh, situation true. where he was charged with a young woman in his dorm room. But the thing that I, and I said to this, you and I were talking during the break, it just felt like for a number of years during Mark Rick's tenure that the guy at Georgia couldn't do anything without getting in trouble. There was guys getting popped all the time. Beer tickets, fights, all sorts of stuff. And we used to joke around at the time, wow, I thought the cops were supposed to look the other way. Then you fast forward. In my wildest dreams, I'd never imagined that the Athens Clark County Police Chief would be uh, getting on the, getting the dispatch person to trigger, so-and-so's going to be there. You know, from the program. And that's where it's at. And that reminds you of something like that would go down when Barry Switzer was running Oklahoma. Two outsiders. That would be the perception. Yeah. By the way, you know, when we talk about NIL, um, Jalen Carter, I think he had like a uh, one of those super Jeeps. Correct. Right? Trackhawk, which has like 800 horses. And it's, it's over a $100,000 vehicle. Right? And the point is when you get these NIL deals, Mike, sometimes here's what I'm getting to. You know, when you are mature enough to handle a supercar that you purchase it or you get it, however you get it, Mike, there comes a responsibility when you have those kind of vehicles. And, you know, I'm just – my point is this isn't going to be the last time we see somebody in an NIL deal with a big, fast car doing something illegal because you open up that door, and sometimes these guys aren't ready for that, Mike. You know, Mm. I got friends that that had Ferraris. 
They didn't get them when they were 19, 20, 21. But there's a responsibility that comes with, okay, I got this car and I know what it can do. But I just, you know, it's one of those deals where you're going to see more of this. this. This NIL deal that allowed him to have this, this car, and I'm not blaming the vehicle or any of that. He made decisions, and they made decisions that night that ultimately ended up being tragic. But I just, the idea of guys are getting these huge deals. They're getting these vehicles, and this is going to happen. You're right, going to see it. Now, again, just to play devil's advocate, you could, you know, kill somebody driving a Ford Taurus. You could. You know, if you don't know what you're doing and you lose control. I mean, the rug situation, Henry Ruggs, the former Bama receiver, that's a full-blown DUI. He's blotso behind the wheel, and he's doing like 180 in his Corvette in Vegas, and people get killed. Are you more prone, though, with an 800-horsepower yes. vehicle? Drop it, to drop it. Yeah, to let it rip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I just think that, you know, what was your first speeding ticket? Mine was in a Pontiac Granville. You know what I mean? It's like it's— <laughs> You probably weren't even know, going that fast. You know, it's just—you know, you, it's the element of speed for young people. And again, by the way, if you're just catching the tail end of the conversation, we're not sitting here trying to rationalize stuff. No. Because you know where the national media is going to go with this. And I, I think the angle that gets played up is the connection between the local police in the program. I think that's one. Somebody's going to latch on to that one. All right. Let's talk about our Hawks. Uh, guy talk is on the way. Last night, Hawks blow a lead against the uh, the Wizards, Mike. Um, it's one of those things like Quinn Snyder takes over. It felt good. The vibe felt good early in the game. We were we were balling. Trey had 31 last night. Mm. Bradley Beal, though, put on a show late in this game and kind of took it over as he scored 37. Kuzma, 28. And they were shorthanded, right? I mean, it's one of those deals where you go, this was a game that was there for the taking. We should have gotten it. Why didn't we? What what happened late in this game? Yeah, I just thought we kind of reverted back. And, I, look, I don't think, guys, you should expect Quinn Snyder to come in and go, and everything's fixed, you know, and now we're gonna, everything's going to work in one day. Not the way it works. But last night at times it was iso ball. There was a lack of ball movement. Defense went out the window. And how many times have we seen that in the fourth quarter? They blew an eight-point lead. Bad shot selection. John Collins late in the game should never be attempting a three. I don't care how wide open he was. And he did that early in the shot clock. And it was a clunk. And that was one that drove me nuts. Capella. Like, I don't expect Capella to make all his free throws, but the game's on the line. Makes the first one. Boom. And they lose the ball out of bounds. The ball winds up like five rows in the stands. So all things, we lost our composure. Trey hits a big three late. Like, I don't fault Trey. He's trying to put, he had good looks on those last two shots. They just didn't drop. I mean, that's a, that's a one in ten chance. Let's, uh, can we hear from Trey talking about, you know, coach coming in and, and it's going to take a minute to learn and get things the way they want to get them. Guys, that's, this is where we're at right now. I mean, it sucks because it's going to take time, and it's it's a process, like a lot of people say. So, I mean, we're going to we're going to get it right. And I mean, he's a smart guy, and I can you can already tell some of the plays that we run, and we just got to continue to get better, and we'll learn more and more from each other each and every game. Okay, and I don't I do agree with him on that. What about uh, closing out games? This was interesting. Trey said, "I don't think I did a good job of finishing tonight." He had a great game, but I loved his aggressiveness mm-hmm. late. Got a couple shots blocked. It happens. I mean, this is the NBA. Now, again, but this is something we've seen this year where the teardrop and trying to get to the paint, guys are taking that part of the game away. Here's Trey Young. I mean, they did a good job of scoring, and then uh, I had a couple shots that, I mean, got blocked and um, just didn't get good shots up. And um, I just think we could have done a better job of closing out the game. We had a lead, but um, it's tough because we feel like we had a chance to win. And, uh, I don't think I did a good job of really closing out the game tonight. Yeah, the boy. That's my guy. I might be your hoe, but I like what I heard right there, Trey Young. I did, too. There you go. I do, too. I mean. That's the things you say after a tough loss like that. Well, listen, you're leading the way. And, again, he was trying to make those plays 
just it happens, guys. Everybody in the world knows when things are rolling for us, Trey is rolling, and they're going to try to defend that. This is where other guys have to step up, Mike. This is where you gets back to if you get an open shot, mm. or Trey hits you and you're wide open, you got to knock these shots down. Mm. So tough one last night, yeah. man. And I also thought, and I mentioned the John Collins, uh, you know, bad three late. He did have a beautiful dunk and trans. You know, when he gets up, man, I mean, he's like his whole half his torso, Carl, is above the rim. Yeah, and that's fun, and that's a wow moment, but. I wonder in these 20 games now left with the Hawks, does Quinn Snyder look at this and say, what does John Collins really do on this team, <laughs> if I'm honest? Yeah, well, I don't know if that's going to be the evaluation. I-, I think that. I'd like to think John would change the narrative on that, but at times, the last couple of games, he's put some clunkers out there. Yeah, I-, I think everybody's being evaluated, Mike. I don't know if you jump the gun and say it's John Collins' fault and how does he oh, fit. Oh, no, but in the- when it comes to maybe making moves in the, in the offseason, do yeah. you say, what was, his- what was his role? What is his role? They've been saying that for three years. I know, you have what we have coming up in Guy Talk. Are your kids are going to be limited on TikTok. Some people think that's a good thing. What? Yeah, TikTok taking a step before Uncle Sam said, no way, Jose. Oh, they're saying they're getting too uh-huh. much attention, huh? That's a Big Ten for good, buddy. And Pat Sajak loses his mind on Wheel of Fortune. Stay tuned. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, on a day where we need shenanigans. It's been uh, some heady stuff today talking about the... uh, Jalen Carter situation, which uh, dropped this morning. AJC with a big article. More on that coming up. What's the Falcons' plan? Falcon report at 5 right here on Dukes and Bell. All right, buddy, you and I have talked about TikTok. It's from China. And, Carl, a lot of people feel that uh, it is warping and ruining the minds of your children, 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 the youth of America. America. So, guess what? Just the one from China? Well, or... <laughs> wherever the, what wherever, about all the other ones? Wherever the TikTok is these days, the viral video platform announced major changes for under 18 users oh, today. That's good. A one hour daily screen time limit is set to be introduced. They already do it in China, by the way. They oh, just they let American kids sit there for hours and screw things up and you know pick up on these stupid challenges, amongst other things. Anyway, they don't want to, uh, you know, obviously uh, continue to warp uh, <laughs> our American youth's minds. 
game to revolutionize the way teens interact with the popular app, and some would say controversial. We believe digital experiences should be enjoy and play positive roles in how people express themselves, discover ideas, and connect. And again, it's been linked to everything from kids being pressured, bullied in school, and suicides and everything else mm. to all the dumb stuff which people get physically violent or hurt over. Either way, TikTok's going to limit your kid under the age of 18 to an hour, which, again, they're already doing in China. Yeah, I, and I love this. Uh, when when my daughter first got her phone, we would uh, do the amount of time that she spent on apps because we wanted to show her how she was wasting time. Like, you have to put a certain amount of time a, a, a day away, and this is hard to teach a teen, Mike, to your point, especially when you're talking about 13, 14, 15-year-old kids. Right. They're on this stuff all day long. 18, by the way, all the kids who have been spoiled and now have turned 18 – they can do whatever they want, right. and they're spending 30, 40 minutes on this thing a day at minimum. But some people are spending hours right. at a time, a day on this. I, I just I don't know how you guys have the time to do that. I, I don't. I've said this to Bo. Right. Like, I, I'm on social media, but I don't have that kind of desire to be constantly on it, paying attention to it. Even when I come across something funny and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Right. I just can't keep scrolling, but TikTok makes you do yeah, that. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's a rabbit hole that I, because I'm that kind of person. What is that? Addictive personalities, which I think you guys know. I just make bad decisions and double down on them. So I just don't want to keep getting stuck on that. Twitter's fine for me. Instagram, I got my dog on Instagram. Follow Ike, by the way. Mike Bell's dog, Ike. And then I never got on the TikTok, but I know a lot of kids do, and my friends who have kids have said it becomes an issue in some cases. For kids, you said 13, 14, for instance. Quote, we're improving our screen time tool with more custom options, introducing new default settings for teen accounts, and, quote, expanding family pairing with more parental controls. This comes from Cormac Keenan. He is described as TikTok's head of trust and safety. Yeah, and, and by the way, I mean, like, if you're an adult and you're on TikTok that long, I mean, that's on you. But I, I'm on it, Mike. I, I love the fact that you can do some fun stuff on there. and But I do like the fact that they're limiting this because mm-hmm. kids just, they don't know. Hey, man, uh, are you Wheel of Fortune guy? Wheel of <laughs> Fortune. Yeah. You're in Las Vegas. It's like it's in your head. Ding 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 ding. Nah, I don't really. I'm a Jeopardy guy. I'm not so much a Wheel of Fortune guy. But Pat Sajak is still hosting Wheel of Fortune. How old is Pat now? Seventy six. Okay. Uh, he became vis- visibly annoyed on the show that was taped and aired nationally on Tuesday night. The episode of Wheel of Fortune after a contestant nearly forgot the show's rules. Marianne Hodling. A school administrator from Alabama was seen spinning the show's wheel before it landed on the sparkling $1 million wedge. The move caused the contestant to become so excited, she almost reached out to touch it before she called the letter. Ooh. Which got Pat Sajak to do this. Oh, no, 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 Now, here's what you do. You see, you call a letter. H. And because there are two H's, you may now pick up the million dollar one. Pat Sajak finished by saying, We follow orders or people die on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, my. My parents sounded like me when I was a child. Every time I was running around screwing things up. There's an interesting story that comes out of China. A family in a remote part of the nation adopted what it thought was a little puppy. About two years ago, they brought this little fuzzy little critter home. Okay. Uh, Su Young, who lives in a village outside the city of Kunming in the Yunnan province, uh, brought what she thought uh, was led to believe was a Tibetan Mastiff puppy home. Those are beautiful dogs. 
You know, big furry critters? Yeah. Yeah, it's Tibetan. You ever seen a mastiff puppy? They're big. The, the mastiffs are huge. But it's a Tibetan. It's a little fur on it. Okay. It's furry. Uh, and they're on vacation in 16, and uh, I guess this little critter wandered over to her, and she said, oh, let's take it home. So the uh, Tibetan mastiffs are huge dogs, thick, black, brown coats. Male dogs can weigh as much as 150 pounds. Wow. Big dog. Um, so a couple years go by, and now the dog is 250 pounds. And they take it to a vet, and they realize you brought home a bear. I'm sorry? They brought home a bear. Nobody knew this? Apparently not. They were spending too much time on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, and you look at the picture of this thing, you're like, I mean, it's, honey, it's a bear. It ain't a freaking dog. You can see it. You're looking at the photos of this thing. So, yeah, the, uh, again, uh, Politically correct rules prohibit me from doing any type of Asian accent. Uh, they will pull the butt, the plug on me. But the person said, the more he grew, the more like a bear he looked. Because it's a freaking bear. Bear, yeah. That would have freaked me out. I mean, right. at, one, at some point, like, you sleep at night and you wake up and this thing's just looking at you. Right. And you're like, why is, this, why is the dog looking at me that way? Now, it's not again, the dog. The dog has got a smaller snout, but the snout is still bigger than what a bear has. A bear's yeah. got kind of a stubby nose here. So the uh, bear lived in the home the entire time. Had to be tranquilized before they f- took him to a wildlife uh, rescue place. And eventually, I don't know if you can release him into the wild because he's technically been domesticated as a bear. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not domesticated. Yeah. Let him go hungry one day and you'll see. Yeah, man. So, hey, uh, real quick, I don't know if my wife is listening. So let me just sneak this by real quick because... Uh, um, uh, Carl and I talk all the time. We share these uh, intimate uh, stories and things that I do. Sometimes I ask Carl for advice, and usually you you sign off on it. What'd you do? Bought a car. You bought a what? Bought a new car today. You you didn't. Did uh who? New car. What kind? Corvette. What year? Twenty-three Z06. No, I, I can't. I, by the way, I've been waiting on the Z06. You can't. They're taking two ever forever to make them. And I, I, I but thanks to the guys, uh, Isaiah and Rick Hendrick. I love your brother. It's just taking too long, so I, I had to move on. Did you but, pay full price? You didn't haggle. No, I got a nice trade in on my uh, on my. No, no, it's not, no, no, you no. Have... Did you haggle sticker price? We did. Well, we'd have to. It's a guy named Spencer. He was really cool. We didn't haggle. It's um. I mean, they're not a sponsor. I got to make this brief, but it's called uh, Team One in Marietta. They kind of do luxury cars. Yeah. And he was really cool. I ran in, ran into some listeners while we were there. Okay, that, look, you're you're completely talking about other things that don't matter. You didn't tell Becky. No. You know I don't tell my wife these things. Matter of fact, the uh, two Corvettes, uh, I mean, two Corvettes are going out. You, you do yeah. know you have to drive home tonight. She's out of town. Oh, she, she's in uh, Columbus. How so, convenient! So she, you betcha. Is she hearing this? I well, again, I think she's in a class somewhere. She's teaching somewhere because okay, she does so educational this, stuff right, on the road. All right. Otherwise, you know what? We'll find out as soon as we go to commercial. <laughs> if she is listening, we'll find out. Because I was like, when you told me today, I was like, so how's uh, Becky feel? You're like, she doesn't know. I mean, again, for those who don't remember, if you're new to the show, uh, five years or six years ago, wow, time flies. I had vocal cord surgery because I'm always having issues with my pipes. And uh, and I went down to Florida. They wanted me in humid, moist air to help my voice heal. And the last thing Becky said to me was, don't buy a car. And the whole time I couldn't talk. I'm using a dry erase board like uh, Anthony Hopkins in Legends of the Fall. And I call Carl up. I go, look at this. And I'm showing all the pictures. I must have test drove a dozen cars. You did. You did. Yeah, because you were bored. And when you're bored, you do dumb things. Correct a window. But not this time. I was actually on the right side of it. Financing's good. All good. Yeah. And so, uh, and then it was funny. We were test driving. He was test driving the car I was trading in while I was test driving the new car kind of simultaneously. And uh, it was like, yours is tip top. I'm like, so is this. So is, I got the deal done like in an hour. Oh, that's impossible. An hour? No like, way. I'm telling you. 
Are these guys legit? What's going on? Well, we'll find out if the wheels <laughs> fall off, but I think it's okay. <laughs> An hour? No, the car, you got the car backs. You can check uh, out on everything. Well, huh? That's true. Well, so, congratulations, my so, friend. Thank you. That's awesome. I know you're excited. Yeah, well, you know, and because I, I am, but, you know, when I get home, now, Becky will be home tomorrow after work, and then that's going to it's gonna be the cold, the chill. You know, the, the, oh, the, yeah. you're going to get the, the cold shoulder. The silent treatment, as they like to yeah. call. You know where this is going. Yeah, it's going to be, I understand why you needed that. That's what it's going to be, Becky. That's not your voice. But That's my voice. don't you think, though, there is a certain cutoff point for the trading value where you start to lose money and it oh, appreciates sure. too much? Yeah, 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 for sure. Squid, help me out on this, because Becky might not agree with Carl. She may agree with you on No, this. she's not, because I always sign off. I'm just like, do it. Do it. <laughs> Carl is my buddy. Like, I'm, I'm, Carl, I'm about to do something dumb, you're, and I want you're. you to tell me it's okay. Well, here's the deal. Can I Full disclosure, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We'll go, we're going to hear uh, Terry Fontenot, what he thinks about this quarterback class. It's important. you you got to hear what he says as we talk about Desmond Ritter. That's coming up in 10 minutes. Full disclosure, though, I was not on board until you sent me the picture. i got to be honest. kind of cuts class. Because when you it? said, I'm doing it, I was like, what are you doing? You don't need it. And then I'm trying to be the responsible. Come on, Mike, don't do it. And then he goes, this is what it looks like. I was like, do it. <laughs> So it's. I mean, yeah, you're sure. You're sure you need a brand new Corvette. Eggs are only eight dollars a car. You know Go what? ahead. I got a tremendous trade-in value. Corvettes are holding their value like never before. Carl, they're up there with juice. Wait, that's an argument against what you just said on your trade-in value. No, so I got you're good arguing trade-in. against yourself right yeah. now. Well, I may have, you know, again, I had to put some money down to finance. But <laughs> the funny part was they put me on a speakerphone with a guy who runs the finance place, and he's a he's a listener. And so I'm literally like, hey, this is Mike Bell. Those. Screw me on this deal. <laughs> so with that, I think we're okay. Well, I'm happy for right, you. Chris. I'm glad yes. you have uh, told Becky on the air, as you normally do with these guys. Yes, and things. I think this is good for a relationship. This way she's got an entire almost 36 hours to stew over it before she sees me on Thursday night. All right, man. Thank you. Great stuff. Coming up. More on Jalen Carter's situation if you're just joining us. However you are, smart speaker, on a computer, maybe you're running right now, getting exercise, and you're listening to the show. This Jalen Carter story broke today. He's on his way back to Athens. We talked to Kay Connor Riley from Dog Nation. There's lots to fill you in on. We will do that in the 5 o'clock hour. But when we come back, does he like one of these quarterbacks? It's next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.